Ah, probably true. Brought to you from my mum's spare room. Featuring unlimited cups of tea and the possibility that she'll pop in at any moment. Bless her. Are you tired of listening to the same playlists over and over again? Are you ready for something new? Discover the latest music from LGBTQIA musicians on Homo Ground. There's so much music ready for you to devour, like this song by Carl X. What are you waiting for? Visit homoground.com or search Homo Ground on your favorite podcast app. Same ground, different sound. You're on Homo Ground. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is Probably True, stories of queer life and even queerer sex. Please be aware that this podcast contains strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. I noticed something recently. Apart from more grey pubes. I mean, it's a little damaging on the ego to have the odd grey hair on your head coming through or in your beard. And, you know, they can't easily be explained away by last night's ice cream binge if they've been there a while. But at least you think... Oh well, that's cool. I'll look distinguished and silver foxy. And I don't like the word daddy, but there's generally more space opening up in gay culture for those of us ageing beyond 25. So I guess it's not too bad. Until you look down and see that winter is creeping into your secret garden. There's a fucking memento mori for you. Your crotch has apparently decided it's time to start cosplaying as Gandalf. Maybe I'll get a little robe and a stick-on beard so I can shout NONE SHALL PASS every time I get an erection. Actually, there's no maybe on that. I'm definitely going to make a little robe and a Gandalf penis beard. Lockdown is boring and there's sod all else to do. Although NONE SHALL PASS is a bit of a stretch. I suppose it's pithier than MOST SHALL PASS, actually, depending on how I'm feeling and what's on Netflix and how long it's been since I had a wank but I can't imagine Gandalf shouting that, to be honest. Anyway, that's my arts and crafts project sorted for tomorrow, but that's not what I realised. As I was looking at my penis and thinking about the fleeting nature of youth, the inevitability of death and the inherent decay of all things, the doorbell went. It was a relief, to be honest. Well, no, it was the postman. Th though as someone at the door was a relief. And he had a parcel for me, which was nice. I got it off him and went back inside. I realised... Here we go. I'm getting to it now. I realised that without even thinking about it, I'd switched into dude mode to answer the door. I was all like, all right, mate, parcel, yeah, cheers, thanks. And then immediately after closing the door, I went back to listening to Kylie and dancing around the kitchen, because that's basically how I pray. Praise be unto Kylie, bringer of light and joy to all. Anyway, I started thinking about why I did my oh, big burly mask voice. Would it have made any difference, for example, if I'd answered the door and been all like, oh, hey there. That's a big package. Is it for me? Oh, I'm going to need both hands for that, you big, strong man. How will I manage on my own? All right, maybe not quite like that. Unless he was really hot and 
I'd somehow been possessed by Blanche from the Golden Girls. Anyway, it happened again a week or so later as my landlady decided that we needed a new kitchen. Fair enough, as the old one was about 20 years old and it was falling apart. The oven didn't work and the drawers were purely for decoration. Either they didn't open at all or they came away in your hand. And there was a cupboard that you had to know where to stand when you opened it or the door would land on your foot. None of this really mattered to me as I left off a strict diet of microwave meals and biscuits, but I could definitely see the appeal of having a kitchen that actually worked rather than one that was just theoretical. So anyway, new kitchen. It arrived along with some big burly men who were going to fit it, which was lovely. But again, I found myself letting them in and being all like, all right, mate, yeah, I'll put a kettle on. Uh, yeah, tits, way, let's, let's, let's. Which is how straight people talk. I know, because I did the gay version of Duolingo. It's called Analingo. Anyway, I found that whenever I talked to them, it was in my bit more macho voice, which wasn't necessary. They're in my house. And, you know, since they started work at the frankly ridiculously early time of 11am, they'd seen me try and make a coffee in my fluffy nightie and with my hair in curlers, so it's not like I was convincing anyone. But still, I stood with my legs a bit further apart, talked a bit lower, and generally got a bit more blokey. It did make me wonder, why do I, an out and extremely proud person, go all straight guy mask at people I don't know? Turns out, it's to do with this thing called code switching. Since we humans are social animals, we tend to give off a lot of clues and non-verbal signals about what group we're in and where we fit in the social order of things. The way we talk, the way we walk, the way we stand, the way we hold ourselves, all of this, as well as what we wear and how we wear it, play parts in this non-verbal communication. It's all very big and very complicated, and it's definitely one of the things that we subconsciously get attuned to very early on in life. But then I'm from a rough mining community in Yorkshire, a place where having emotions of any kind was called being soft, and no one puts the heating on any time between February and November, despite the fact that we're actually technically further north than Moscow, and where, as my granddad used to tell me, we weren't fit to work when we were young. At 15, you finish your exams and that were it. You'd leave school on Friday and have a job down pit on Monday. And somehow, out of all that, came me. Yeah, I'm not really sure either, to be honest. <laughs> anyway, I grew up among all that macho swagger and talking low and walking with your legs wide so everyone knew you needed extra space for your big swinging balls and all that malarkey. So, on some level or other, I learned that that's how you stay safe. You straighten up, use the same coding in your behaviour and speech as everyone else, because if you don't, there's a good chance of a swift kicking. Of course, I moved away and found a world where I could be myself and act and speak however I wanted, but something of that sticks. There's a reflexive sort of, oh, strangers, quick, bloke, response from somewhere deep in my brain. It's weird, especially as I thought to begin with that it might be rooted in some kind of shame, but it's not shame, which is a relief, just a desire to blend in, however briefly, because standing out can get you noticed, and being noticed on a sweaty East London dance floor in some grimy little East London queer bar is fun, but less so on the streets of a rough mining town, or whatever. It's like part of my brain decides to broadcast, I'm just like you, nothing to see here, by immediately turning the straight dial up to 10, and then as I get to know new people, my brain relaxes a bit, and I can hopefully, slowly, turn the dial back down to the point where I can cock my hip and flirt a bit, and generally find out if they're down to get noshed off on the sly. And you might be listening to this thinking, but Scott, you bronzed Adonis, why would you need to do that in the first place? And if you did think that, then you've given yourself away, you filthy breeder. Because what you're doing is showing that you've never had to worry about getting a kick in for no other reason than being noticeably different. 
Not really a problem now, but more so in those formative years, and that stuff tends to stick. It's like the stereotype of gay people walking fast. Yeah, we do. We've got stuff to do and places to go, and all these dicks aren't going to suck themselves. But also, when you're happily walking down the street not paying much attention to how you're acting, and something whizzes happily past your head thrown from a moving car, it makes you stop and think. It also makes you develop your dickhead radar. It's always running in the background, your dickhead radar, so you get this feeling that you should probably cross the road before that guy down there gets any closer. Or you're in a pub somewhere and the vibe isn't quite right and you can't put your finger on why, but you know you probably shouldn't stay too long. That's what your dickhead radar is. And luckily, nine times out of ten, it's just being overcautious and there's no problem at all, but it's still good to have. The thing about code switching, though, is that when we know we're in safe spaces or around people that we don't have to guard ourselves against, we can let all that go and relax into being ourselves. That's why queer spaces are important. Well, that's one of the reasons queer spaces are important anyway. I think a lot of us have this sort of existential thing in our teenage years when we don't know which of these differently coded behaviours that we're putting out is the real one, the one that's actually us. And we have this kind of, oh, who is the real me? moment when you go over emo and want to paint your bedroom black and not do your maths homework. Which is a bit daft, because they are all real, because they're all aspects of us and who we are. And, you know, if you're struggling with working out who the real person under all these masks and different coded behaviours is, think about what kind of person you are when you're on your own and there's no one watching you. That's when you can get rid of it all and just be yourself. That's when you can relax. And that's how you should be when you're around people that you like and that you love. You shouldn't have to put up any of these pretenses or change the way you are for anyone. In my case, that's someone who farts a lot, eats too many biscuits, and has recently started dressing his knob up in little costumes. That was Probably True, the multi-award winning storytelling podcast created to remind all of our queer siblings that we are none of us alone. If you like what you heard and you want me to keep doing it, you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash probably true. This week's Patreon compliments go to Jules Vercand, who brings light into your life just by existing. And Stephen DaCosta, who can't help but be lovely company, even when he's got his clothes on. You can get your own Patreon compliment and support the podcast so I can keep doing this and not have to spend all my time looking for real jobs by going to patreon.com forward slash probably true. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.